0: Hi, this is Pastor JC. I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast here at Faith Outreach Church. We want to invite you anytime you're in the area to come by and visit us at 3001 Wallace Avenue here in Terre Haute, Indiana. Sit back and enjoy today's message. Uh, We love and appreciate Miss Jessie so much and, uh, and, uh. Uh, her other half as well, and so, but uh, <clears throat> uh, but no, uh, you know, uh, we just, uh, we do really do count it a privilege to be able to be a part of uh, what God's doing here in Terre Haute, and so uh, I'll go ahead and pray for myself, and then we'll share some scriptures, and we'll kind of do a little bit of a uh, little bit of instruction, a little bit of praying, a little bit of instruction, a little bit of praying, a little bit of instruction, a little bit of praying, back and forth, and, uh, and then uh, we'll have a good time. So Father, I thank you so much for uh, the Word of God, I thank you so much for your Word that indwells us that it's inspired, it's uh, quickened, it's alive, and we thank you for granting, giving us utterance tonight, that we would open our mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel as we ought to, and we thank you for each person here that have ears to hear and heart to receive that which you have for them, and that all of us would have utterance to pray uh, out your perfect will in Jesus' name. Amen. uh, so just a real quick note here, just an additive to what we're going to do. In uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse uh, number 6, let's go over there real quick. Verse uh, 2 Timothy. So in uh, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1, <clears throat> verse number 6, it says here, uh, Therefore I remind you, to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. <clears throat> and so, and then we know that um, uh, Paul said, or in uh, the book of Acts, in the second chapter, uh, the 38th and 39th verse, Peter in his sermon, uh, he said uh, this, you know, be baptized you and repent and, uh, and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so uh, what we're going to do first here is, um, I just always like to make mention of this, that um, the Holy Ghost and all of the characteristics of the Holy Ghost and uh, the characteristics of your Christianity have the capacity of being stirred up. So I'm from a Midwestern state, kind of southern, kind of Midwestern, Oklahoma. And uh, when I grew up, uh, you know, we don't always have sweet tea there. Uh, But you would always see kids getting tea, and I did it myself. And you would see them having a glass of tea at a restaurant, and they're pouring sugar in there. And then they'd taste of it, and they'd make a weird face and pour more sugar in it, and make a weird face and pour more sugar in it. And you would see in the bottom of the glass, it has like an inch and a half of sugar in there. And so there's enough sugar in there to make it sweet, but they're not stirring it to where they can taste it. And so the wonderful thing I like about that, it says that the Holy Ghost and the gift of the Holy Ghost has that capacity. doesn't mean he's not in you, it just means he's not mixing with you. And so the wonderful thing of it is, is you don't have to have any kind of feelings, you can have the day on you, you could be stressed, but it's like, I'm just going to take a couple of minutes and I'm going to stir up him which is on the inside. And, uh, and I like what it says in, uh, you know, Jesus said in John's Gospel, the 14th chapter, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, talking about the Holy Ghost. So he said a comforter. He said a counselor. He said a strengthener. And so uh, you could say it like this. Well, I'm just going to stir up strength. Strength is in me, but I'm going to stir it until it's one with me. Amen. And so I know we don't necessarily have praise and worship, but uh, let's take a couple of minutes here. Let's just take two or three minutes, and let's just pray in the Holy Ghost and stir up Him on the inside. Amen? Let's, you know, and did you know it's okay not to feel like a Christian? It's totally normal. If you don't feel like a Christian, you're normal. But what we have to have a habit of stirring up that Christianity. Because the devil will try to side in with your feelings... And get you to to live under guilt and condemnation. But I'll get to that momentarily. So let's take two or three minutes here, a minute, minute and a half, and uh, let's just pray in the Holy Ghost and stir Him up. So, Father, we thank you so much for the Holy Ghost, and we just pray, veste, prangele, We stir up the gift of the coste, pregia, chia cansendele, brgona, emprobori, atia freveke, sembrgia, toloma, necocho, son dolobra, guia, chia cansendele, brgia, tofara, bradocho. Onge Sebra Gira, Mangalebra Gira, Frostu, Braboriya, Dia Fravanem. Emperor Boreati of Revechi, Sepra Boreanti, I'm separated as a Protion, Sia Papadam, a separation, separations is sopra bonum, until or Dola Mandia, Kierchaconsen, Ze, Ababoriati of Avete, Favita, Ambregia, Sandalebre, Gindavana, Mangalebregina, Mangalebreguna, Ondalebregina, Mangalama de Mandale Magina, Mangalebregina, 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 Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Well, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Uh, I mean, the same Holy Ghost that inspired you to speak in other tongues was the same Holy Ghost that was resting on Smith Wigglesworth's life. Not a different spirit, maybe a different operation or manifestation, but the same spirit. Amen. The same spirit that caused Jesus to be raised from the dead that changed his body from dead body to alive body, made it immortal, just gave you utterance in other tongues. Amen. Amen. The same Holy Ghost that rests upon Benny Hinn's ministry in life, just gave you utterance in other tongues. Amen. The same Holy Ghost that anointed and equipped and enabled Catherine Coleman, just gave you utterance in other tongues. Amen. Amen. The same Holy Ghost that was in Acts chapter 10, where it says Peter's speaking, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing, and healing just gave you utterance in other tongues. Well, I'm just going to stir up healing. Sometimes, you know, you might feel bad. You might not necessarily be believing mentally that you're healed. Well, I'm just going to stir up and mix healing up. Mix it up with me. Amen. Make it one with me. I'm just going to stir up healing. And then just pray in the Holy Ghost. When your mind gets distracted, then just go back and just say it out loud. Lord, that same Holy Ghost that inspired the scriptures is giving me utterance in other tongues. And that that gives you a confidence and a safety when you do pray. Amen. So uh, uh, let's go to a few scriptures here. Um, <clears throat> what I always do when it comes to prayer, uh, I don't believe that um, prayer in and of itself isn't necessarily the answer. It's the vehicle whereby we obtain the answer. And, uh, and so uh, aggression or methods in prayer aren't necessarily always the key, even though you might do things uh, in prayer. Uh, how many of you know one time you do something in prayer, one time it might create a certain result and the next time it doesn't? you know, and so it's not necessarily in methods, but it's in what we believe about our praying in tongues, and so uh, let's go to a couple of scriptures here, what I mean by that, you might pray an hour in tongues one time and get a certain result and pray an hour next time and it doesn't, you know, you might pray real aggressively one time that's inspired, anointed, and the next time you try to do that and it isn't, so it's not following a method or a formula, it's just following the unction of the moment. And so in, uh, let's go to 1 Corinthians, we're going to look at a few scriptures regarding praying in tongues, and uh, you think, well, why are we doing that? Because, uh, but without faith, it's impossible to please God, for those that come to God must believe that He is, and He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him, and so we want to build up our faith regarding praying in tongues, okay. amen, so that when we do pray in tongues, our faith is engaged, so that we, our tongues are more inhabited, so to speak, so in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, in uh, verse number two, it says, or verse number 4, it says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. So when you speak in tongues, it's good to think, man, I'm, I'm edifying myself. You ever had anybody say, well, what good is praying in tongues? Anybody ever heard that? Well, if you just had this one scripture, that would be good. That means it's going to edify me. Uh, one person told Mark Brzee, who was uh, from Greece, from uh, their native language was Greek, and they said this word edify is the word that we use in, in the Greek when we say, hey, we're going to send a construction crew out and they're going to build a house. And so when you pray in tongues, it creates a building on the inside. It builds something up that's in there. Amen. And so, that's good enough reason right there to pray in other tongues. It's it's building me up on the inside. Or even, as another Greek scholar said, that it's like to charge your battery. When your battery gets weak, when you pray in tongues, it charges you up. Amen? And then over here in the second verse of 1 Corinthians 14, it says, "...for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. No one understands him, however, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries." So when you pray in other tongues, you're speaking to God. Well, that's a good enough reason right there. Amen. Man, and just, you know, and it's people think, you know, what do you think about when you pray in tongues? Well, I like to think about these scriptures. That when I'm praying in tongues, I'm talking to the Father. I'm speaking to the Father. And how many of you know if you let's just say in a hypothetical, let's just say hypothetically that when you spoke in other tongues, that you really were in direct interaction and fellowship with the Father of Spirits, the Almighty, who designed the stars, don't you think it would edify you? (laughs) It would, wouldn't it? So you can see where Paul gets when you speak in tongues, you edify. And we know that we do um, uh, connect directly with the Father. And so then let's go to uh, John's Gospel. And the seventh chapter, I would encourage you, you know, when you, um, like today's Tuesday and uh, you guys prepared to come here and uh, you knew you were coming here. It's no big surprise. You guys have prayer on Tuesdays. And how many of you know if you were going to, let's say you're going to work with somebody regarding their healing, well, you would probably get out your healing scriptures book. Or you would get out your printed out copy of healing scriptures. Or you would look in your Bible, all your healing scriptures that are underlined, and you would begin to feed on them that day, you know, and work those scriptures so that your faith is built up big when you go to minister to that person regarding healing. Wouldn't, wouldn't you do that? Well, when you come to prayer, why, why change the, the operation of it? You know, get these scriptures and, uh, and meditate on them. Make them a part of your diet to where they get past your mind, will, and emotions and they get on the inside of you. Where they're one with you, where you don't have to think about it, that automatically your heart engages, man, I'm edifying myself. I'm speaking to God. I'm speaking a mystery. And here's an interesting thing. What do you do when you think, well, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't understand what I'm doing. Well, you're not supposed to understand. Because it said right there, it says when you speak in other tongues, it's going to be a mystery to you. So there's pieces that you'll know, but pieces you don't know. So what do you do with the pieces you don't know? Just say, well, that's a mystery to me. (laughs) You know, sometimes you'll know things and sometimes you won't know things. But the devil will always try to draw you to what you're ignorant about. You know, and when you meditate on what you don't know, what are you going to get? More of what you don't know. Anything times zero is going to be compounded into more ignorance or more not knowing. But how do you get more revelation? By meditating on what you know. When you just start thinking about, man, I know this is God. I know this is my counselor. I know this is my strengthener. I know he's edifying. And you start meditating on that, he starts giving you further revelation regarding what you know. Amen. Amen. And so, uh, and then in John's gospel, and... um, the seventh chapter, we, we will get to this other stuff here momentarily. So the 37th verse, this is Jesus speaking on the last day, John seven thirty seven. On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. And he who believes on me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this spoke he concerning the Spirit, uh, whom those believing in him would not receive would receive, uh, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So you can see Jesus is saying here, when the Holy Ghost comes, it's going to be a river of living water. This is one I, li- I This is probably my go-to scripture uh, when I have doubt when I'm praying in tongues. Let's go to Romans chapter eight, and we'll camp here. But in uh, in corporate prayer. Um, Uh, I really, um, it's really no different than a group discussion. You know, if we're going to have a group discussion, usually to have a group discussion that includes everybody and everybody's involved, you need a leader. And you need somebody that can keep it on topic. You know, it, it starts getting off topic and like, hey, let's get back. We're talking about this. You know, and that's what a leader does. He kind of, instead of dictating the meeting, he kind of guides the meeting. But at the same time, uh, when uh, you're having a group discussion, sometimes you'll have something to say and feel like a part. And other times you're like, I don't even know what they're saying. But that doesn't mean you disconnect. You just listen. And then sometimes you have something good to say. And then you say that, and then other people comment about it, and then it kind of goes that way, and then other times it'll shift and turn this way, and then you're just kind of learning. It's like, oh, that's interesting. I never heard that before. Corporate prayer is very much like that. And uh, sometimes you'll be a more integral part as far as being more pronounced and more leading, uh, and other times you're more of a supportive. And so in corporate prayer, it's very much uh, the same way. But when let's say you're really leading the prayer group let's say uh, I'm praying and you have a real prominent voice in it and we're kind of helping you or supporting you then it just lifts you know the anointing lifts or just changes or just stops immediately a lot of times what the devil will say oh you missed it you did wrong you were doing really good but now you're not doing good and that that turn or that change can really be disorienting and it can make you think oh what did i do wrong or what's going on, or what's happening. Well, in those? See, you were following unction, and then the unction just ended, or ceased, or the Holy Ghost just, it's time to go a different way. What do you do when you're disoriented? You were following the unction, you get disoriented, you go back to what you believe. Yes. So, prayer has got two rivers. It has a river of inspiration and unction, and it has a river of believing and faith. And what do you do? You follow both of them. Like at the beginning, we were just believing that we're stirring up. Then you start praying and you believe you're stirring up, but then you start praying that way, then just in a couple seconds there, you start sensing an unction, then you follow that. But then when that unction leads, you go back to the believing. So in corporate prayer, to maintain unity, when the unction shifts or when you don't sense the unction, you hook into your believer and you believe, hey, I'm a part, I'm being effectual, I'm a part of this body, I know that I'm supposed to be here. I have, out of my belly, I have a river of living water. I don't feel like it, I feel disconnected, I don't feel apart, but I'm going to believe that the helper in me is going to help me to be a help. Amen, are you out there? Because haven't we all experienced that? You know, and sometimes you might say, well, this person always gets used. That might be true, but it might be this person chooses to yield. And sometimes our hesitation or doubt or questions cause us to be hesitant. Does that make sense? And and listen, there's no condemnation because we all have done it. And we're all learning in this thing called corporate prayer or united prayer and um and so in Romans chapter eight and um verse number twenty six uh this is Paul speaking to the uh, church at rome and uh, and it doesn't really say speaking in tongues here, uh, but you'll get it and I know I know that pastor's probably preached on this before, and you guys know all this stuff but um but here's the thing, you know, if you've heard it before, let it be strength to you. You know, and if you've never heard it before, let it be light to you. You know, in church, we should always be feeding or getting revealed to. And so we should never walk away and think, well, I know that. But it's not what you know, it's what are you doing and what are you feeding on. And, but the devil will always want to get you to think that revelation knowledge and the scriptures are like information about George Washington, you know. You're never gonna know anymore. George Washington was born in whatever, you know, 1689. That's it. It's flat. But man, the word of God's alive. It's it's not just, you know, inspired. God is in his word alive, and it'll get up on the page and talk to you and show you things and discuss things with you. It's different information than information about George Washington or how to work your phone. Amen? And so uh, when we come into church, if we look at it like that, like, Lord, I'm going to get some. I know that scripture. I've heard that before. But what is the meal for me today? Like Pastor JC said something about going to Chick-fil-A today. Well, you know, I've been to Chick-fil-A. I don't need to go there. Well, no, I need food today. You know, so I'm going to go there and enjoy Chick-fil-A. The same way when you come to church and it's like you might have heard everything before, but you're going to feed on it. And then that's really good. That's really, oh, that's a good meal. And see, prayer can be that way where the product that prayer produces is a usable force. And it can be a depleted force. Your prayers today create a supply of For somebody else, or who we're praying for, and when once that source is or that energy or that uh, prayer supply is used up, we need to send another supply. Amen. So, Romans chapter 8 and um, verse number 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And it's an interesting thing here, he says in the Greek, and we've all heard this, where it says he makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Uh, P.C. Nelson and uh, even uh, uh, other individuals that know the Greek, uh, T.J. McCrossin, uh, say that it means uh, with uh, uh, utter- utterances that cannot be spoken in your normal kind of speech. So it would include praying in tongues, but it's not excluded to that. Amen. And so, but the, the real part I wanted to uh, emphasize here, it says, likewise, the spirit, or you could say it like this, likewise, the promise. Remember, Jesus said, I'm going to send you the Holy Ghost. The Father's going to send you a Holy Ghost. Remember Acts 2. He said, go into the city and wait for the promise. And then Acts 2, the promise came. And it said, like it says, they're all gathered together in one place in one accord. And there came a sound from heaven. So it came from heaven. And uh, there was cloven tongues, like as a fire, that sat upon each of them. It says, they all spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You could say it like this. They all spoke in tongues as the promise gave them utterance, as the counselor gave them utterance, as the strengthener gave them utterance. Do so you see how the word that's flat, when you start applying it different ways, it brings life. And you could say, uh, they all, the, that the river of life, gave them utterance. And so you work it like that, so then you think here, now the Spirit or the river of life helps in our weaknesses. And, and that word help, in uh, another T.J. McCrossin thing, he said that that word help is a bunch of different words in the Greek, and it means to take hold together with, against. So the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, takes hold together with your spirit against your weaknesses. Amen? And so, and then in, um, so, I, you know, even though we've gone a little bit, um, uh, there's two different, and there's all different kinds of flows of prayer, but at least for practical purposes tonight, I'm talking about two different venues or rivers of prayer. There's times when the Holy Ghost takes hold together with you And then there's times when you take hold together with Him. And neither one of them is wrong. We should be doing both of them. And so, what is it when the Spirit, uh, uh, when we take hold together with the Spirit? Has anybody ever had a burden to pray? Like, you're minding your own business. You're going to Walmart, you're running your errands, you're cleaning your house, washing your car, doing something, and all of a sudden you have an urgency. Or just kind of a unction to pray that you might not even really be wanting to pray, but you just kind of have an unction to pray because the Holy Ghost is initiating something. Well, then you just look up with him. You say, Lord, I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is about. I'm just going to trust you that uh, to give us utterance to pray about this. So then you just pray and you just yield and pray in other tongues, and you might pray 20 minutes, you might pray an hour, and then all of a sudden you get a lightness and it just kind of goes away. Sometimes the Holy Ghost tells you what you're praying for, sometimes He doesn't. He initiated something. But then there's a venue where uh, He takes hold together, or we take hold together with Him, but then there's times where He will take hold together with us. And that's more of a faith proposition, so to speak. Like tonight, uh, we're going to pray, because this is kind of how to pray, but then we're going to talk about what to pray for. We're going to pray for Pastor JC. is over. He's the Rhema uh, regional director, district director. So the district director has a certain area in uh, Indiana and Illinois. Does he go over in Illinois? He goes over in Illinois. So that means he has oversight over uh, there's so many churches there and so many Rhema grads there. Uh, that he has a certain influence or a realm of authority uh, to call them and check on them and make sure they're doing okay, and they have fellowships, and they have different things. But that's a realm of authority that this church and that this pastor, Pastor J.C., has. So we have a voice to those people. So we can pray for them, and we can just tell the Holy Ghost what I just told you. Dear Lord, Pastor J.C., uh, Rama has authority over all of their graduates and they have an influence and a voice to speak into the life. And Rama has delegated authority to Pastor JC to call them, to encourage them, to help them. So we, as a congregation and undergirding Pastor JC, we're going to pray for this district. We're going to pray for these churches. We're going to pray for the, the RMAI uh, ministries, whether they're churches or traveling ministers or whatever there are. We're going to pray for them. We're going to pray for the alumni, people that are in the ministry or maybe even not in the ministry. Maybe they graduated Ramah, they're moving. so maybe Some of them are even backslid. And uh, some of them just living like, the world. You know, they got got somewhere, they got discouraged. So we're just going to pray for them. And uh, what are we going to pray? There's a lot of things. We could pray the Ephesians prayer. We could pray the prayer of utterance in Ephesians 6.19. There's a lot of things we could pray, but we're going to pray for them directly. Amen? And so, see, we lay that out for God, and we say, Lord, it's scriptural, and it's right, and we're going to pray for that, and then we're going to trust the Holy Ghost to take hold together with us in that. Amen. And so um, let's see here. Let's go to. Let's go to Ephesians chapter six. So there's um, there's two different venues of prayer. And even in corporate prayer, you'll find that happening constantly. We separate this, and it's easy to discuss it. Sometimes the Holy Ghost is initiating, and sometimes you initiate. But working those two at the same time creates an even flow. Um, I kind of like to say it like this. Um, it's, I know, um, like pistons in a car. Uh, like when, with a piston, you have a... Um, is it, is it the, the drive shaft or whatever it is down here on the bottom like a rod? And the pistons are connected to it. Well, when one piston goes, goes down, it actually forces the other piston down or up. They kind of move like this. And one being forced down pushes the other one up. And it's kind of like the Word and the Spirit. You know, it's kind of like uh, you follow the inspiration of the, of the Spirit at this point, but then when that lifts, you go back to the Word. And when you feel disoriented or I don't know what's going on there, it seems like that, that was a really good flow. But then if you get disoriented, you grab the word. I believe that I'm being inspired. I believe that I have utterance. I believe that we're making an impact. I believe that we're. then you just stay there and you hook up with somebody or you yield to someone else or you give the floor because you don't always have the floor. You might have sometimes, but you don't have sometimes. And listen, we all have personal preferences of what we like and what we enjoy more so than other aspects of prayer. But a mature person eats their green beans. They don't, they don't just eat ice cream. And we all like ice cream, and I probably eat too much ice cream, as you can see. But at the same time, I know I've gotta have, you know, vegetables and some good proteins, and it's not just sweet, you gotta have the salty as well. And so, but combining those, that makes you a mature saint. And, and love and enjoy those times when the Holy Ghost uses you and you feel real inspired. But feeling inspiration does not constitute an answer. You know, uh, but that can really mislead us. So enjoy those times when you feel inspired. But when you don't feel inspired, don't disengage your faith or your believer. Amen. Because we believe the, wor- the spoken word. In one sense, the spoken word is inspiration. But we got to believe the Word, whether it comes by God speaking to us directly or whether it comes to Him speaking through the Word, the written Word. We're going to believe the written Word and the spoken Word, and we're going to hold to both of them. And so when prayer's going and we really feel inspired and we really feel unction, and we really feel good, we're going to go with that. But when that wanes and goes out, we're going to go right back into the written Word of God. And believe, man, I believe that I'm a helper. I believe that we're supporting Pastor JC. We believe that the lost are coming in when you don't feel like the lost are coming in. You know, there's not one person that you saw today and that you saw this week in Terre Haute that it's not God's will for them to be saved. There is not one person that you saw at Walmart or at your job or around that it's not God's plan for them to come to know Him. And some of those people, it's divine destiny and God's plan for them to be here. But having those eyes that see that and are aware of that is the first place to talking to them. You'll never talk to people that you're not aware that God loves them and wants them to be here. Not so that we can have numbers, but so, so that lives can be changed. Yeah. Amen? And so, but being aware of that, because sometimes you're inspired to go talk to some people, but other times it's just being an awareness. God loves people. God cares about people. God died for people. He manifest, And then just thinking that and pondering that, from that place, you'll get inspiration. Yeah. Amen? And so, um, Ephesians chapter 6. So we're going to pray for um, uh, Pastor J.C., we're going to pray for him to have wisdom and revelation concerning the uh, the RMAI people uh, that are here, and we're going to pray for the RMAI churches. And, uh, and we're going to pray uh, that the churches, uh, that they would have a spirit of wisdom and revelation, but we're also going to pray this in Ephesians chapter uh, 6, verse number 19. And it says here... Um, uh, this is Paul. And he goes, and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in change, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. <clears throat> and so it's an interesting thing here. Paul said prayer can affect utterance. And you might say, what What is utterance? Have you ever been somewhere? Have you ever been somewhere and all of a sudden you found yourself speaking and you were really inspired to share the gospel with somebody? Or just talking to a fellow Christian about the scriptures, and it's like, man, we were discussing the scriptures, and then they would say this, and all these scriptures would come to me, and this thought would come to me, and there was so much life in it and good in it, and there was interaction there, and it felt like Jesus was right there in the midst. You're being inspired together. Here's an interesting thing. Paul said you could pray and that would, your prayers would create that inspiration. Man, isn't that amazing? And if Paul knew everything he knew and he said, pray for me that I would be inspired. Man, that's that's an amazing thing. So we can pray for the churches that they would be inspired. Is that OK. And uh, I'll share this other scripture in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verse number 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with the persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstrations of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God." Uh, preaching and teaching is just not enticing words of men's wisdom but there should be a certain amount of demonstration of the spirit and power in preaching and teaching but we can pray and ask the Holy Ghost ask the spirit of God that the Holy Ghost would be in demonstration that he would reveal himself in gifts of the spirit in words of wisdom in words of knowledge in, in discerning of spirits in gifts of power in the ministry gift that stands before them. We as a congregation and as a group of people and as believers can petition the Almighty that the manifestation of the glory of God, that the reign of the Holy Ghost would come forth out of the man of God. That we that are hungry and thirsty should be filled. Amen. And so we, as a congregation and as a group of people, we can petition the Almighty on behalf of others. That we, that instead of criticizing and condemning and uh, talking negative about people that don't know, we can pray for those that don't know because we do know. Those that know should have an attitude of standing in the gap for those that do not know. Because that is the characteristic of the Almighty that came to live within us. For the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God and at the same time in Romans 8 it says the Spirit makes intercession for us when we don't know what to pray for as we ought He doesn't condemn us and say oh you just don't know you should know but you don't know no, He makes intercession He stands in the gap for those that don't know and brings them to a place to where they do know and we as His servants and His reflection and His uh, representatives in the earth we're going to pray for those that don't know so that they would know. Amen. I mean, isn't that a great privilege? Isn't that a wonderful thing? People, the critic says, oh, but you know, because we need to be a Word and Spirit church. And this church is a Word and Spirit church. But there's other churches that are leaning more to the Word and more to the Spirit, or more to the Word, or more to the Spirit. But finding that balance, that those equal parts of effectiveness, not choosing a preference, where there's balance and structure and stability and strength in both of them. Amen? Praise the Lord. So uh, that was a good little exhortation there, and so First um, John chapter two. I want you. To, I do. We do want to go to this one, and then we're going to pray in the twentieth verse. You might say, um, <clears throat> uh, "What is unction? What is utterance?" You know. Um, Paul said, my preaching to teach not with uh, uh, enticing words of men's wisdom, but in demonstrations of the Spirit. Uh, one time I was preaching in Ashland, Kentucky. i right my own business, just preaching. Preaching on the Ministry of Helps. And I thought I was making up a story. Remember Jesus said, sometimes he just said a parable. A parable is just a story. Sometimes it's just made up at the moment. Sometimes it's a story everybody knows. And, uh, but I thought I was just making up a story. I said, you know, if you come in here and pre- come in here on Tuesday at two o'clock and vacuum the church, and as you're vacuuming the church, you're grumbling and griping about what pastor's doing or not doing, you know, and then you call your friends and have coffee in the church kitchen and complain about him and talk negative about him and why doesn't he do this, that, and the other. I so said that's really not a good thing to do. You should be supporting him and helping him and encouraging him. Well, a lady came up to me afterwards and said, I come in here every Tuesday and vacuum. And I have my friends come over and we have coffee afterwards. What, what, who told you? Well, nobody told me but the Holy Ghost. And I, thought, I honestly thought I was making up a story. I mean, I, I don't even know how many times I've had things like that happen. But what is that? It's not a credit. I couldn't take any credit for it because I didn't even really know it. But the Holy Ghost was demonstrating Himself. So even here in the church, as Pastor J.C. is preaching and teaching, you don't always know what gifts are in manifestation and how the Holy Ghost is manifesting Himself. You don't, and, and you know, I know him, he's not necessarily going to draw attention to it or say, oh, look, this is the Lord using me. You know, he's not like that. You know, but we believe God for utterance. And manifestations of the Spirit, gifts of the Spirit will, can come on, on the river of speaking. Yeah, that's good. Amen? And so it's not always, listen, thank God for Mary Fran. Mary Fran's amazing, isn't she? She She's awesome. But in the scripture it says there's diversities of operations, but it's the same gift. There's, There's variations of diversities of operations and giftings, but it's the same spirit. Well, the same gifting might operate in Pastor J.C., but it operates a different way in Mary Fran. Mary Fran might see something weird or, or something, and she might call it out. You know, she might see a spaceship or flying around or, or, you know, see a liver, you know, a light in a liver with a hole in it and, you know, over your head or something. And that's fine. And that's great. It's a little more flamboyant and dramatic. That's fine. But it's the same spirit and it's the same gifting that would operate through Pastor J.C. But you can't have your preference because of flamboyance or dramatics. Amen. I mean, you know, he's not going to get up and say, Lord, you know, and do all this dramatic stuff. That's not who he is. You know, he's not Catherine Coleman either, you know, or whatever, you know. But it's, it's, you can't have a preference. You just have to have a preference of unction. Amen. So we're going to pray uh, that the Spirit of God would move in these churches. And then it says in the 20th verse of 1 John chapter 2, um, uh, verse number 20, 1 John 2.20. But you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. So who has an unction? You do. So we all have an unction to pray. Amen. Amen. And so, uh, so let's, uh, let's take about 10 minutes here, and, uh, and then we'll, we'll pray, and then maybe we'll talk a little bit about corporate prayer, hooking together. And, uh, but it's okay. Is this all right, everybody? And there's just some good instruction, just some things for you to grab a hold of. And, uh, and I know most of this we know and we've heard before, but it's, it's letting it resonate upon your spirit. Letting it get down on the inside of you and then meditating on it and acting upon it. But uh, it's an amazing thing. I, the privilege to pray is awesome. And uh, anybody here get an Amazon package? You know? Yeah. Um, I like to think of it like this. 1 John or uh, James 5 it says the effectual fervent prayer uh, makes tremendous power available, dynamic and it's working. right The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available dynamic. I like to think of it like this: Prayer stocks the shelves and creates a supply for people to grab. You know? Now you can't make them grab it, but you can make it available. And so we're going to stock some shelves for some of these churches. Oh, that's good. You know Some of the you know what? This is amazing. I mean, this is awesome. Look at this. What, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, 11, 12. There's 12 people here on a Tuesday night when it's blizzard cold outside wanting to pray. I mean, some of these churches, they couldn't get two people to come out. So we're going to let the overflow of what's happening here in Terre Haute affect them. woo let We're going to send them some Amazon packages. They're going to get up to preach, and all of a sudden, what's that? Yeah. You know, they're going to have an extra unction, an extra pizzazz, so to speak, a little bit more manifestation because the Lord put it in, his, in the scriptures for us to pray. Amen? Oh, go. uh, so we're going to go ahead and pray. Um, the Coins is one church up there. If, you, if you, uh, That's one. They're even over, Pastor JC, but we'll pray for them. Uh, what's another name of some other churches? Anybody know? Pastor JC? Any other names out there? New Beginnings, New Beginnings in Effingham. We'll pray for the Rices. New Beginnings in Effingham. Just give you some names to make it a little more bite sized. Uh, I know there's a guy up in Fairfield, and there's uh, the Mots. I don't know if they're a part of it or not, but they're people we know that are of our camp, and so we can pray for them. Pray for Terre Haute and Midwest. New Mercy and Ed and Mary Nell. and so uh, so. Let's if if you know some churches that you don't have to know the names. But I just thought you know give you something to grab a hold of a little bit. And if you don't know, just pray for Pastor J C and Miss Jessie. Amen. Is this, is this okay with everybody? Yes. And so we're going to go ahead and pray for like 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, you can sit, you can kneel, you can stand, you can walk, do whatever you want to do. But have one hand on God and one hand on, your, on the heart of the congregation. And, uh, and I might come around and hook up with some of you, so don't be alarmed, but uh, the Lord will help us. And so... Um, Holy Father, we thank you so much, and so we lift up the RMAI directors. We lift up uh, the coins and the rices and uh, those in uh, Ed Marinell and Mattoon, and we thank you for uh, Doug Jones, for uh, Pastor Doug Jones. We thank you for Doug and the offices there in Tulsa for RMAI. And we thank you, Lord, for wisdom and direction concerning the changes that are happening there at the ministry. We thank you for greater clarity and insight concerning the organization of RMAI and the quickenings uh, that they are getting. We thank you that you would clarify, sift, and bring greater distinction to what you want in them. Uh, Not just old, not just effectual, but what you have. Uh, for them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and so we thank you for all these churches we thank you for great utterance and effective effectual utterance for them and Lord there's a lot more we could pray in English but we're just going to yield ourselves to the Holy Ghost and trust him uh, for utterance to pray for these churches and for the organization of RMAI and Rama and Pastor and Lynette Esto monaco tom, manson se la Monacoto, mansin se la mona keyne, ambregene monaco tom, del brigina, mansini malamono monemo, mansili single monaco, mansin Deleminikite, minikite, ha ha ha, esasito la monhe, hasasito la monake, sam bradele, mandale bragonemom, andale bragina monaco, do 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 bradil grama gene me, oh. Amranika, Amranika, Amranika mon, mananika mon, mamranika na man, amranika na mo man de do go do 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 do, degle man na gain, manzenemineke, manzenemineke, Let's just keep praying, lift your voice up a little bit. Anzenemineke, manzenemineke, nonke na nemanikinema, nemene kina mo, ambragine mo, mangdele mineke, mangdele mineke, mangdele mineke. Mondale Meniki, Mondale Meniki in Monaco, Mons Meniki, Meniki, Utterance in the Monacona, Gifts of Rain, Rain, Samonake, Mons in the Menico, kana Nacana, Monakina, Mona, Mons in the Mola, Monakata, Monaginima, Mons in Meniki, Mons the Menikina, Mons as a Zo Balabradeghe de Begina, Mondale Merginamona Mons in the Menikina, Mons in the Menikina, Mons Mona. Mona 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 Ha 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 de Lemona. Hansken de Lemenegina. Ha ha ha. Hester Lemona Goda. de bold Boldly, leg lead the body. Boldness, 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 boldness in the monogoda. Boldly, man the man. And gundele mona go go, 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 Bold, bold, great and bold boldness, 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 boldness. This is even the Mona and the Mona, Ha ha ha! Monda monaco mona go le mona, monda le mona go, monda le mona go, le mona go. Ha I see, I see, de ver mo de, aso zo zo mo, zo go dai no 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 go no do no 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 do do Manscandela skänderlämna gina, man skänderlämna gina, man går lämra gina mot, Ray 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 gina, Rick går lämra gina, man rock re 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 break 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 bunk, re break 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 bunk, det det bunk plant blender, blender där man a plan of all ganssom so malomono mot no no Man's and the man, man's and man, man can man. Hurry, 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 hurry and hurry in the plan. Our commando going to me. Echo the man, echo the men get them out. Man the lemony gina, man the lemon go to. Man the logo the man go. Echo the ask and man or man, man's can the lemony man's can the. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bad going to me. It's going to the, it's to the man, it's going to the man, man. Yeah, life, 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 life. We speak life to the plan of God. Ma, monskendomona, monskendimegadimi, egalamonda gonda, roga debonda mo, roga debonda go, roga debonda game. Egrega mona Life, 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 life. Eklemba mona, Monto mon. Resurrected mona, Risen mona. Risen 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 Rise, oh, Red Red Risen 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 oh, Years Egiodema, Edginamone, Edgin, years, years in the no, 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 then yeah, and you come to Gay, and ha 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 ha. It's <laughs> a do 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 but do a second win. A second win. A second win. A second win. Oh, Gay. It's Gay. Manzanamona Gay, Manzala Mana Gay, Manzala Mona Gay, Manzala Mona Oh. Oh 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 my 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 there were operations of gifts of the spirit to encourage to encourage a discouraged saint that encouraged Elijah when he was discouraged. there was a manifestation of gifts of the spirit. We thank you Lord for manifestations of gifts of the spirit to encourage those that are in discouraged to encourage those that are in discouraged. To encourage those that are discouraged. Ha 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 ha. Hey, 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 hey. Sassina Lomonike. Sassita Lomonike. Sassita Lomonike we ask specifically what is your plan even regards to the further next step what is the future what is the future what 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 could be the future even uh, for this church what is uh, what is the next phase or next step or next direction or greater what is a greater sphere of influence a grant a greater sphere I grant a greater sphere I grant a greater sphere, a greater voice, a greater sphere of influence. What is the step steps in Stopra Batkalemra Gita A greater sphere of influence. A greater sphere of influence. A greater voice. An amplified voice the right voice but an amplified voice amplification of this voice as kundong da da montecon ches and so a pastorals apostles, pastorals a pastorals mas kundele A sto pergamento ke amaklemona emrakinama manklimanacon a power, a power, a power in apostles, apostle, a pastoral, a, post, a pastoral, an apostle, a pastoral, apostle, a apostoral, a pastoral, a pastoral, a pastoral. A pastoral. Rains in the rain, rains in the rain. We rain, we rain in the rain. We rain in the rain. Distributions of power, distributions of the glory. Greater distributions of power, greater distributions of the glory. Greater distributions of power. We speak forth the great, greater, 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 greater greater, greater distributions. Not just the work of an evangelist. In the door to door, in the natural thing, things, but the work of an evangelist in power. The power of an evangelist, the power of the distributions of power, distributions, workings of miracles, gifts of power, workings of miracles, and gifts of power workings of miracle distributions of offices offices of power offices and power offices of power ets candolome and scan amma mama maramone menniatne mone meninite ne mone menonite ne Menonita pneumona. Menonita pneumona mo. Menonita pneumonake. Menonita demonicum. A contagious spirit. A spirit that's contagious. A, contagious. a contagious, a contagious, a contagious spirit. Oh, it got off on me. <laughs> a spirit of, con- a, t- a contagious spirit of glory. The glorious, the glorious, the glorious church. Ha 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 ha. It's off there, and a, a, a yielding, the spirit of fire. Sosopalamanakoto. Anskan somalamanakeite. Anskan somalamanakeite. koto Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for utterance, for help, for assistance, for aid. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. That's fun, isn't it? We're not quite done yet, but we'll do something else here. But it's just good to hook up. Amen. And praise the Lord. Good things coming out there. Thank God. 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 Offices. Offices of rain. You know, a pastor isn't just a natural manager of the church business. It's a supernatural call, equipped with supernatural equipment to demonstrate, to pastor, to shepherd, to distribute, to manifest God's will and and plan and purpose among the sheep. Amen? And so, um, praise the Lord. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Amen? I believe there's more, don't you? I mean, I believe there's more uh, for Pastor JC and Jesse. I believe there's more of the things of God to manifest and to be shown forth in the church. Amen? But you guys have a great privilege, the prayer groups. You have a great privilege of taking your hunger and, and distributing it in the church. You can come in here and just be so hungry that your splashover blessing is contagious to everybody else. What you pull out of them what you believe, and your hunger. See, they're not anointed for their benefit, they're anointed for the church's benefit. And they're not even anointed because they're hungry to be anointed, even though that helps. But the church sets the limitations on what happens through the ministry gifts. Isn't that amazing? That if the people are really hungry, it causes more to come through them. And you guys have that awesome privilege of just really just being hungry. And just see if you can just make Him vibrate across the stage with your hunger. You know? And not hungry for what's on Him or in Him, but like, God, I'm hungry for God. Lord, I'm hungry for You, and I'm going to see how much of You I can get out of my pastors. Amen? Amen? And then in doing that, other people in the church that just aren't necessarily, don't even know certain things, It'll start splashing over on them and start affecting them, and, and it'll be contagious. I don't even know where I got this, but I got this somewhere. You know, people get a cold and they're like, oh, maybe it was from so and so. They had a sick child, or this one had a sick child. You know, it's the same thing with the things of God. It just, there's a contagiousness to it. Amen? It just gets on you, gets in you. Next thing you know, you're running around with people that are just as sick as you. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. And um, uh, let's go to Ephesians. you got a few more minutes? Yes. yes, yes. Let's go to Ephesians chapter four. Um, could you tell when I was walking around? I, I didn't really hook up real strong with anybody, but just kind of walk around, kind of feeling, can you sense a little bit of that, you guys? You know, you're kind of hooking up, and uh, you can do that on purpose. And um, I I don't, I don't really know if it's united prayer or corporate prayer, or what. What the the power is not in the in the definition; the power is in the doing of it. And uh, whether you call it, some people call it corporate prayer, some people call it united prayer, some people call it different things, and it's really not as important what you call it as much as you do it. And uh, and like we were saying before. you know, uh, corporate prayer isn't a prayer uh, where, because you could just all come in here and just pray by yourself, but be in the room together. It's not just coming together and praying alone. It's coming together and allowing the influence of the group to influence you. You know, because you can come in here and be depressed and feel like, oh, I didn't really be, I wasn't really a part, and this person got used and this person did that, but I was just, you know, by myself. Well, you're, more than telling on them, you're telling on you how much you were engaged. So it's just like a conversation. You know, you get out of a conversation what you put into it. You know, and if everybody's talking and you have a part, like with my wife. Anybody know Dana? I always tell people, you never meet Dana, you experience Dana. And if I was waiting on Dana to do a polite pause and stop talking for somebody else to say anything, I would never have anything to say. Because she doesn't do that. She just talks and talks and talks. And if there's something going on that you want to interject, you just have to talk over the top of her. But she doesn't think. Like some people, if you talk over the top of them, they'd be like, that's so rude. But not with Dana. She wants you to talk over the top of her. Because if you don't, you know, she's not going to wait. She's not going to politely stop. And Okay, what what do you think about that? No, she just wants you to start talking. If you have something, just say it. (laughs) You know? And and sometimes in corporate prayer, you know, we want it to be our way. You know, we want a polite stop and an invitation. And, okay, do you have something you need to come over here and hook in? No, just do it. You know? And even if, if it's wrong, do it. You know? Like, um, I was walking around and kind of hooked up with this little lady here, you know? And... uh It was good and stuff, nothing bad about it. But, you know, I could just devote my whole time right here. But no, I'm purposely just kind of going around. and And how do you hook up? One way you hook up with somebody in the natural is listen. You listen to what they say and you respond to what they say. One way you hook up spiritually is when they're praying, listen to their tongues and let their tongues resonate on your heart. And then just in faith... Respond to how that resonates or impacts your heart. Does that make sense? And then in doing that, it's almost like you'll be praying, and then it's like they'll even say words that you say, or you say words that they say, or your prayer language itself becomes more articulate or different. Does that make sense? And could you sense that even at times when I'm kind of hooking up with you and stuff? Because we're, we're, not just my flow, but my flow becomes your flow and your flow becomes my flow. Then your flow and my flow become our flow. And then that becomes united. But if you isolate yourself and just think, oh, I'm just never really. Then your, your flow is isolated and it never becomes a greater voice. Amen. And you can see this in the principle that the Holy Ghost is the helper. So if the Holy Ghost is a helper, what should you be? A helper. So in prayer, like I always pray, Lord, help me to help Pastor JC. Like if I'm praying with him and I'm like, Lord, let me help him. And some people you got to really come under or submit to or really listen or give them a prominent place when you're interacting with them. Other people, you start praying with them and trying to listen, and they're real timid. You almost need to take a real dominant place with them and kind of come at them, and then they'll kind of wake up and start being, you know. And you find just like in a conversation, sometimes people you don't have, with Dana you don't have to instigate nothing. She's rah rah. You know, but other people you have to like like this guy we have in our church. His name is George. He's newly started coming, and he won't say anything. He'll just say yep. He won't tell you. Everybody in the room goes through and starts talking about where they work and what they do, and George won't say anything. But if you ask him, George, where do you work? He'll just tell you. But some people are just different, and not not better or worse, just different. And you can't think, oh, this person's better, and this person's not. They're just different. There's no better or worse, just different. And, and different people fit differently in different places. Does that make sense? So one thing you really got to do is guard your heart not to follow your preferences of what you like and what you want. Find out what the room wants and what God wants in the room and then follow that. Because there will be so many times uh, that the Holy Ghost will inspire you to do things that cross your personality. But your personality should be something that you use, not something you're subject to. Does that make sense? Don't let your personality dictate to you who and what you are. See, I'm I'm somewhat introverted, and my personality isn't for me to be up here doing this. My personality is to sit in the back and listen and not be seen. Kind of like this. Do not let your gender tell you who you are and what you are and what you can do and what you cannot do. Your gender is not something that you are, it's something you have stewardship over. Does that make sense? Your sex is not who you are, it's something you have stewardship over. And so if you're a woman, then you have stewardship over a woman, then you should behave and act in that role of a woman. Does that make sense? With your man, the same thing. Even the scriptures say women teach the younger women to love their husbands. Women behave this way. He's not saying that you as a being, that's who you are, but you have stewardship over that role. Now you be in charge and take control of your vessel. Amen? And in the same way with your personality. Yes, your personality might be a certain way. But if you define yourself by your personality, you are limiting your spirit from having an expression that goes beyond that. Does that make sense? And your personality may not always want to hook up with Pastor JC or, or Miss Jesse. You know, it might not always want to do certain things a certain way, but your spirit will gravitate a certain way, and you have to be in the habit of giving place to that witness or your spirit. Does that make sense? What is your spirit? Anybody ever had a scripture jump out to you? That's your spirit liking something. Learn to be spiritually minded and learn to give preeminence to what your spirit likes and dislikes. Are you out there? Remember, Romans says... To be spiritually minded is life and peace, but to be carnally minded is death. Now, we think carnally minded and we think, you know, sin minded or this minded. But really, carnally minded is to be feelings minded. And to be feeling, here's an interesting thing. To be feelings minded or setting your mind on how you feel separates you from God. Because he said to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To be carnally minded or, out, or outward man minded is death. Now we think death, it means you're going to die, but that's not what that means. To be death means a separation from life. So to be feelings minded in prayer separates you from unction. But to be inward man minded unites you with life and peace. That doesn't mean you can't have feelings. Because you know men have just as many feelings as women do. They just don't respond to them as much. And they respond to their feelings all the time, but just in a different manner in the way women do. So it's men are not better or worse, and women are not better or worse. We are just different. Does that make sense? So men can sit there and just not say anything, and the whole time they're being carnal and responding to how they feel. Because they're like, well, I just don't really feel the way they feel. What's that got to do with it? Are you out there? And then women can just be responding to their feelings the whole time and think, well, I feel this way and she doesn't like me because I don't feel like she does, you know, all this weird stuff. And it's all carnal. Or outer man, or feelings based. And what does feelings do? It says to be carnally minded is death. Death is a separation from life. So when you set your mind on your feelings It separates you from life, or one translation says, it causes, it draws a battle line between you and God. It says, and the next scripture says, to be carnally minded is death, and those that are carnally minded, it's enmity towards God. Or you're sitting yourself and you're saying, God, I want to fight you and you're my enemy. Pretty scary, isn't it? That doesn't mean you can't express your feelings and have feelings. and, and that, the Feelings are beautiful and wonderful things. But we can't let the, our feelings and our mind and our will and our emotions set our limitations for us. Because you are a spirit being. And you are bigger and better and more wonderful and more beautiful and more honorable and, and more capable than what your feelings are want to allow you to be. You are amazing, wonderful, beautiful saints of God that the Creator of the universe wants to put His hand in you like a glove and get expression and glory in you. It's a wonderful, beautiful thing. But then sometimes we as people, not you, but we as people, want to limit ourselves and think, yeah, but I feel this way, or I feel that way, or I'm not that kind of person, and it's not, it's not as easy for me like it is for you. Listen, we're all messed up. We are all messed up and screwed up and, and challenged in all of our own unique ways. There's not one person here that's not weird. So you can't focus on your weirdness and your frailty. It says, likewise the Spirit takes hold together with us against our weirdness. And so in prayer, you can't take hold together with their feelings and your feelings about them, then you're going to be against unction. You've got to let all that aside, and let it go, and then take hold together with Life and unction. Amen. Is that okay? Ephesians chapter 4, and we'll read the scripture here. In um, verse number, um, let's start in number 15. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, even Christ. So Christ is the head. Grow up into Christ, into the head, Christ, or the anointing, from whom from Christ, from the anointing, the whole body, so you're the body, the whole body from the anointing is joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. Here's an awesome thing. See the shirt I have? This is not one piece. It's many pieces. And if there was not a supply of thread that joined this shirt together, it would fall on the ground in about 30 different pieces of material. But for all practical purposes, it's one piece. But what makes it one piece? The thread that sews it together. And it says we are compacted, pressed, and joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. Think of it like this, when I pray in tongues and I allow Miss Jessie's prayer language to resonate and affect my heart, there's a thread coming out of her, sewing into me. And when I respond to that, I'm sewing into her, and the Holy Ghost is knitting us together. When people say, I just don't feel a part of that church down there, more so than talking about the church, you're telling me you're not sewing your thread you're saying you're not giving your supply because your supply is what knits you together. Is What ma- what makes uh, faith, out- faith outreach feel at home is not what faith outreach does, it's what you do. And when you give, not just financially, financial is a part of it, but when you give your supply, when you give your hunger, you give your heart, when you give your supply in ushering or in prayer, it creates an intimacy and a bond, and it knits you together, and it's, it's amazing. It's a wonderful thing. Is this okay? And so, um, well, what's that got to do with corporate prayer? Well, in corporate prayer, what makes you feel intimate and close is the supply you give. So it says here, let me see here. Um, From whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Isn't that amazing? That we're going to grow when everybody does their share. Isn't that amazing? When we all do our part, and it's not just numerical growth, but it's spiritual growth. When we all do our part. One thing the Holy Ghost spoke to me regarding the church where I'm at in Thousand Oaks, California. He said, as you grow, you'll grow. As you grow, you'll grow. And the Holy Ghost said, focus on the one that I'm focusing on at the moment. Sometimes we'll focus on spiritual growth, other times numerical growth, and just working that back and forth like Simon. As you grow, you'll grow. And you can see that bearing out in this Scripture, that as you grow and develop spiritually, it'll cause you to be more and more contagious, and you'll bring others in. Then you'll grow numerically. Then as you grow numerically, then you'll focus on discipleship, and then you'll, you'll grow and develop spiritually then you'll grow numerically, then you'll grow spiritually, then you'll grow numerically, then you'll grow spiritually, then you'll grow numerically. The Holy Ghost spoke to me one time. He said, things of God a lot of times are like the game Simon. Remember the game Simon with all the lights and stuff on it? And uh, uh, with our ministry, we have three or four different aspects. We have the church and we have prayer school and then we have the itinerant side. And the Holy Ghost said, follow my pattern and what I'm lighting up at the moment. And sometimes in your life, sometimes the Holy Ghost will focus on your family. And He's highlighting that to you and He's showing you things there. So you put emphasis and you lean into your family. But that doesn't mean you still don't go to church. You still do everything you're supposed to do. You just give attention to that. But you stay hooked to the others then sometimes He'll really focus you on the church and your, and your ushering abilities or your prayer or coming in early and helping with kids or being a substitute volunteer uh, for the kids, not a permanent worker with the children, but filling the gaps where there's need and necessity of the moment, and you'll focus on that for a time, and you'll focus on that temporarily, and then all of a sudden, the Lord will take you back to focusing on prayer. You'll be doing more <laughs> prayer stuff, and, but you follow Him when He does it. Oh, I got to do this because the, the Holy Ghost just reminded me. And um, in uh, <clears throat> in life, a lot of times, you have all these gaps. You know to pray. You know to pray. You know to pray, and you're praying what you know. But then the Holy Ghost takes hold together with you when you don't know what to pray. And because you don't know, it leaves all these gaps. You know, I'm really praying about this, and i got answers over here, and i got answers over here, and there's something over here in my heart. I'm not real sure about that. So there's a gap there. Does that make sense? There's. You know, you really know about this. You really know about like a graph. You really know about this and it's high on this graph and it's high on this graph. But then you've got these three areas where the graph is low. It's just like, I don't really know about that. Sometimes you can just purpose. Lord, I do this sometimes. I'm like, Lord, you're really helping me here. You're really helping me here. You're really helping me here. But there's these three areas. There just seems to be a deficiency. I'm going to ask that you help me to pray about those gaps and those deficiencies. See, because he's going to help you to pray about what you don't know. And those qualify. Lord, I know about this. i got answers about this. I've got, I've got an assurance about that loved one. I've got an assurance about my finances. I've got an assurance about this. I know this. You spoke to me. You spoke to me through the word. You spoke to me by your spirit. Man, this is good. This is solid. But man, there's something here I'm missing. There's a gap here. So I'm going to pray about those gaps. So then you can just take, how long are you going to do it? Just take 10 minutes, take five minutes, take two minutes, and, and you might know, you might get answers, you might not get anything. But you just believe, man, I believe I'm filling in the gaps. I believe, and you start touching that. It's like a baby, like a woman that's pregnant. A lot of times, answers are like that. You got the answer on the inside, but you know, you're just a couple of weeks pregnant. You're just like a nobody can see it. It's not real formed. It's not real distinct. It's not real noticeable. But then, as you keep giving it attention, you keep feeding it, you keep caring for it, you keep nurturing it, and it starts growing. Then all of a sudden, it gets more and more distinct. Man, I felt something kick there. I can see. Oh, there's a heartbeat there. Oh, there's a little arm there. I can see, oh, he looks like Grandpa right there. You know, that's how answers are. Just because you don't see it or notice it or it isn't real distinct doesn't mean it's you haven't got it. You just got to keep feeding it. You just got to keep nurturing it. And you got to keep filling those gaps. And eventually, you'll have another little man with you. Or another answer that you'll be sending to school one day. And everybody will see, man, you really got an answer there. You really got it. Uh, a, a good thing there. Amen? So let's, uh, uh, let's uh, pray like uh, just a couple more minutes, but let's be mindful of each other and uh, kind of hook up a little bit and then if Pastor JC has anything else. Is this okay, everybody? Yes. I know we're talking a lot and sharing a lot, but just take these principles and work these principles and be merciful and kind to yourself when hooking up. Amen? And because uh, in prayer, listen, I will tell you right now, in this group, right now, Not in anybody else. In you guys. The devil wants to take hold together with your feelings and Uh get you offended. He wants to make you think somebody doesn't like you. Or something stupid. And who cares if they don't like you? If The only reason they don't like you is they just don't know you well enough. Because you're likable. You know, and maybe you did something stupid that hurt their feelings. Have we all done something stupid? We all have. And the Bible didn't say, you know, ye which are spiritual, you know, kick those that are down when they do something stupid. It says, ye which are spiritual, restore the one that was overtaken in a fault. If anybody in this room hurt you or did something that offended you, it was their flesh that did it. Their heart resented it and may not know how to escape it. But you, which are spiritual, be a restorer. Don't let the devil get in. Don't let your flesh get in and get offended and cause division and cause. Just love them. Amen. You're going to know them forever. Amen. So, um, is that okay, guys? So, uh, let's take a couple minutes and uh, we're going to pray for the rain. Amen? It's only, it's 8.20, uh, we've got till 8, we're going go to go till, or it's, it's 7, not 8.20, it's 7.20, we'll go till 7.30, okay? It's about 7.20, we'll go just a couple more minutes and then we'll let you go. Is that all right with everybody? And uh, what are we going to pray for? We're going to pray for the rain. What is the rain? In, in essence, the rain is the, is the glory of God and, and is God manifesting. In a nutshell, it's the Spirit of God manifesting in ministries, Amen? And so we can pray for utterance, but we can pray for gifts of power and gifts of the Spirit. We can pray for offices to be raised up. So let's pray for uh, the rain to be in manifestation in Terre Haute and in Indiana and in Illinois. Amen? Let's just start. With, what about America? Fine, America, but let's just start here. Amen? The, what scripture? Zechariah 10 1 says, Ask of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain, and he'll make bright clouds, showers, and grass every man in his field. Amen? So I'll pray generally there for a couple of seconds, then we'll pray in the Holy Ghost. Father, we thank you so much for the rain. Uh, you said that ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain and you would make bright clouds, showers, grass, every man in his field. So we're going to pray in the Holy Ghost. We're going to pray with the rain and we ask you for rain, for manifesting yourself in these wonderful, beautiful uh, churches and these ministries. We ask you to raise up new churches, raise up new ministries, and restore and revive old ones. And so we ask you for manifesting the reign of the Holy Ghost in offices and in individuals in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we necessarily don't necessarily know how to pray about all this as we ought, but we're going to trust you to fill the gaps regarding reign and regarding uh, men and our weaknesses in Jesus' name. Escosto prageate afravara, mentilé mení kioté, to moncho, costola, kostola bragita, embraganda manče, kanseníko, mančin se bragona, manson si bradove vříštam, bragence, branskín, šigoromance, kestima, Manson si bragona, mančin bragole, bragina. What's the little lady's name with the black hair right there on the end, in the middle row, in the end, right there? Marion. Yes, Marion. Okay. Hey, Miss Marion, can you come and keep praying? Can you come up here? Is it okay if I use you as a guinea pig? Let's just keep praying. We're just going to hook up with you. Is that okay? And so we're just going to endeavor to be a helper, and we're just going to help her pray. And kind of, yeah, is that okay? I can even use mine. I can... Okay. So Is, Is it on? Okay, awesome. So So we're just going to hook up with Miss Marion and we're just going to help her pray. How do you do that? Just in faith, and we're just going to kind of listen to her and let her pray. Along. So just you just keep praying. and uh... Que 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 que! Nã 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 nã! Onde é que ia? É que ia? Dei de alguma vez, de alguma vez judo, 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 bradinho, 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 <laughs> oh, how you know A family, family, oh, family, family, a family, a family, a family, a family, a family, who, a family, mandary, family, family, a family, oh, 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 like, on... a family, family. Oh, Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah, 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 thank you, so Miss Mary, can you tell when we're kind of hooking up with you there, and it's almost like a, an undergirding surge, isn't it, and so you can, you can sense it, you can, for lack of, a, you can feel it, but it's, it's help, it's, it's utterance, it's, it's, it's just that unity, that corporate flow, and you can, and you see, we just did it on purpose, we just purposed, to hook up with her, and, and sometimes you'll, you'll listen and just hear certain phrases, and you just, from your head, so to speak, just say the exact same words. Come on. She's, she was saying mambaza or something like that, so I just said mambaza. Yeah. And she started saying something else, and then I started repeating after her, and as soon as I started repeating after her, just the English word, a family, just came out of my heart. You know, she's saying one thing, but that word, there was just life on that. Family, 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 knit together. Amen. Amen. And prayer's durable. You can't break it. You know, experiment, stretch yourself. And if you miss it and, and, and if you start hooking up with somebody and it doesn't really work, that's okay. Just go to the next one. Or just kind of, you know, draw a circle around yourself a little bit and kind of get your own unction going a little bit and then reinsert yourself into the group. Amen. Is that okay? Okay, thank you so much. We appreciate it. So let's pray again. And uh, and, uh, come on up here, Pastor JC. We'll hook up with Pastor JC. Is, that, is this okay hook up? It's so, always so easy to hook up with your pastor and stuff. We appreciate you so much. And good things in sort, just good unction on your family and what's going on with your family and stuff, a church family, but those around, just a good supply for, uh, for her. So uh, is that okay, Pastor JC? Yeah. Okay, so we'll do this and then we'll, we'll be dismissed. We'll pray for, you know, Pastor JC. He's a good man. We, we believe there's more in there than what we've seen heretofore. Amen. And so Poboriati Afrade Stop Manakita Sekita and Skang Danamago and Rodia Gulabradina Madi Masusoto Maji Digishi Koto Maha. Baladochi Baladochi. Yep, 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 bragadia. Marsamor, Morris is a more saplan, more is a plan, more is a plan. More is a plan. Unveil unveiling unveiling and unveiling plan and a so we ganglidici, black lee, black 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 the a clearer, a clear, a clearer a clear a clear way, a clear a clear way, a clear a clear clear a more to the plan more, more, to, more, the, to, more the plan. to the plan more yeah, to the plan more to the plan more to the plan yeah 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 the plan. the Oh no no. Sendela man, <laughs> man the oh, the ro- bro, la there's land. There's Whoa. land. <laughs> oh, thank you Lord, there's land. There's land. Yeah, there's land. There's land. Yeah, there's land. There's land. Oh, so the reckoning said in the manchocodo. Mosco soldo. Mosco non ho Oh mone and mone soma la thank you lord for the land yes we thank you lord we thank you for we the land expansion of the land we thank you we thank you for the land yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. It's yes. part of the plan. Land is part yeah, of the plan. Yes, part of the plan. Part yes. The plan. The plan. Hallelujah. Thank Hallelujah. You Lord, for the land. Praise thank you Lord. the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. You don't have to go a super long time. Thank you, Pastor JC. Well, that's good. I mean, he's probably already knew that anyway, but, you know, thank God for that. Amen? And if, and if something... Oh, <laughs> he said he didn't know that. And if something comes out in English, you know, the Holy Ghost can say something in tongues without you knowing it. So when it comes out in English, it's probably something for you to know. That's good. That's good. Yeah. You know, the Holy Ghost can say J.C. and Jesse in my prayer language in a way that I don't understand it. But if it comes out for, for me to understand it, I should probably take note of it and write it down. You know, because he doesn't have to do it that way, but he chooses to do it that way so that it affects our understanding. So we make note of it. Amen. Uh, one thing, too, when you do hook up. I really encourage you, uh, do not pray for, you're praying with. Um, A lot of times people are so used to praying for people, because when you, a lot of times when people are praying for people, they're not porous to what's actually going on, they're kind of praying at someone. But when you're hooking up with them, you're praying with, so it's a give and take, So it's just as much as about listening as it is what you have to say. Sometimes you have a struggle hooking up because you're coming more at versus just kinda coming under and listening and responding. And you're not listening with these ears, but you are listening with these ears, but listening more with your heart. And then how is their prayer language affecting your heart? And then it's like, oh, that's good, that's good, that's good, and then some syllable in tongues seems to be highlighted to you, what do you do? Just respond to it in tongues. Just act like you're going to amen it in faith and just, oh, skip, skip, skip. You just respond. And then see how your heart reacts with your response. And then you just, because it's not praying for, it's praying with. And you can get around people, and sometimes when you get around people and you're praying with them, sometimes close proximity, it heats up. But you know, have some sense. Like, well, I'm sorry. What was the dear sister's name that came up? Yeah. Marion. So when Marion came up here, you know, I got close to her, but I had some sense. I'm not gonna put my arm around her, you know, because you know, when the opposite sexes are praying together, you don't want to. You want to have some sense, right? Yes. But at the same time, if if like with Pastor J.C., I could grab him a little more, you know, and, and have a little bit more of a connection there. You know, sometimes it's just good to get close to people and kind of see what's going on there. But you've got to have some sense, and it's not. Because sometimes when people touch people, they automatically think, I'm praying for. And they get in that mode of, oh, I'm laying hands on them, I'm praying for them. And sometimes they sense a connection with somebody, but they're just so used to praying for, they get in there and start praying for, and it kind of kills it because they're not hooking up, they're coming at. And they're not letting it respond to, bu- it's not corporate prayer, it's just me praying for. And it doesn't create that give and take and that synergy of, you know, of us yielding together. You know, like when Miss Mary was praying and when Pastor JC was praying, I'm kind of undergirding, supporting. But man, sometimes they'd say something they'd be like, well it's good. Like, I'm getting something off of it. I'm getting a buzz off of it. It's so, like, whoa, man, that one's really good. I like that one. You know, and then you respond, and then sometimes you'll say something that affects them a certain way. It's a give and take, so be real careful um, when when you're praying and stuff, not to make it a, a prophesying meeting to, to each other or coming at people or praying for each other. There's a time for that, and that's fine and stuff. But in these meetings, more that that united prayer, uh, we've seen a lot of times where it gets off because people feel that connection, but they interpreted us to pray for. And then once it starts praying for, then we start praying about their needs and what's going on in their life. And it kind of sidetracks the momentum of what we're really doing. Because these kind of prayer, it's a time of sowing in prayer. Amen. It's not to use this supply for me. Like when you sow money, you take money that, uh, that you have that you spend for you and you give it to someone else. Amen. It goes away from you. Well, in prayer, we this this time of prayer is a time of sowing, where we're taking our supply and sowing it towards someone else. Amen. And even when you hook up with someone, you're sowing, but you might get an immediate reaping. But just be real careful not to get into the whole thing of like praying for people. Uh, and there is a time for that. If if pastor says, or if they want, if he wants to change the format, sometimes Like, Hey, if somebody has a prayer or need, we want to pray for you. That, there's nothing that's scriptural and that's right, but we don't want to get sidetracked in here because we're praying. Our prayers are going out of us. Is that okay? Is that all right, Miss Jesse, Brother J.C. And uh, and so because we need to have guidelines and guardrails. How many of you know prayer has messed a lot of people up? Right. And this kind of prayer has messed a lot of people up because they sense the corporate anointing and God wants to use them and then they start prophesying over each other and doing all this stuff. And, it, and, it be, and people really, 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 really want to be used. And then the Holy Ghost starts using them and they become addicted to that use and it, being used and it gets in their ego. You know, and then it, it causes problems. But let's not do that. It's just, when you get out of here, good or bad, leave it in here. You know, what stays in the sanctuary, what happens in the sanctuary stays in the sanctuary. Just leave it here, you know, like Vegas, you know, just leave it here. Let your ego get behind you. And then every time you come into prayer, it's a new prayer meeting. And it's new people. And the people, even though it's the same people, they're in a different place than they were last week. So, their supply is going to be different, sometimes more, sometimes less. So, you've got to find the unique flow for that particular moment in time. Amen? So, be sharp. Feed on the scriptures regarding prayer and praying in tongues. I would start every Tuesday, just start on Tuesday morning. Get those scriptures out and meditate on those during the day and talk those during the day. Man, I have a supply. I have an unction of the Holy Ghost. I'm a helper in prayer. And just work your scriptures like that. Man, when you come in here, your prayer language will be so much more inhabited and engaged when you do pray. Amen? And so, listen, we do not count it Um, a small thing to be able to be here. It's such a privilege to be able to pray with you. Uh, You are part of Him. You are part of the... You are a connected part to my Savior. The beautiful thing when I'm discouraged and I'm frustrated or I want an answer and I'm sitting in my bed at home reading my Bible and scriptures jump out to me... And it's so touching and intimate and wonderful and beautiful and strengthening. And it encourages, helps and blesses me. That's who you are. You are part of him that did that for me. So I'm going to esteem you. I'm going to value you. I'm going to count you as precious. Because he counts you that way. Amen. And so and that keeps me from getting so opinionated or ideas, weird ideas and stuff, because I don't want to cut off that supply when I need help. Amen? And so, you know, people have problems and we're all weird and we're all messed up, but we're not gonna focus on it. Amen. Because if we do, we've got enough problems of our own to focus on and 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 be discouraged, so we're not gonna we're not and don't let the world tell you who you are. Amen? Don't let the world tell you, oh, you're just a woman, or you're this, or you're that, you know, or you're Hispanic, or you're African-American, or you're Irish, or you're... Forget all that. To be gender-minded, to be race-minded, to be all that, that is carnally-minded. It's part of who you are physically, but when you set your mind on it, you're automatically separating yourself from a supply that unites you with the body. Amen? Amen. There's such a beautiful thing that God has done in the body. So don't let your gender limit you from what God wants to do in you. Amen? Amen. All right, I'll hush. Um, We love you so much. We're so grateful and thankful. And Dana will be here tomorrow and do whatever she's going to do. And I guess we're we're all going to help and do some things. So we appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for letting us come. Pastor JC, anything else? Praise the Lord. Man, wasn't that rich? Yes. Yeah, that was worth the.